listening to the Seven Rivers Student Ministry Podcast, a ministry of Seven Rivers Church in Citrus County, Florida. Here at SRSM, we believe that all students are lovable through a relationship with Jesus. Visit our website at sevenrivers.org backslash students. I'm feeling it tonight. Mikey, uh, Mikey's talk from middle school is 14 minutes. So I'm going to try and beat that. Um, <laughs> how are we doing? How are we doing? Yay, nay. What's, how's the morale? Morale is... Alright, girls are just depressed, I guess. They're just emotionless. Guys cracking jokes during worship. Thanks, Carson. Huh? Yeah, I lost. My my morale's pretty low because Richard beat me in basketball. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, I'm AJ. Um, tonight we're going to be talking about generosity. So the church right now is in a vision initiative. Um, they're trying to raise ten million dollars over the next two years, and they're inviting people. Actually, they're inviting everyone. Um, to be a part of that, to give their um, time and their money and their lives um, to the mission that God is calling them here in Citrus County. And part of that money is going to this building because in case you can tell when you walk in, it smells weird and there's stains everywhere and it's just kind of gross in my humble opinion. But uh, we're going to be renovating this building and doing a lot of cool stuff um, and so for the next three weeks, we are actually, we said earlier in the announcements, but we're as a youth group trying to raise $1,500. Um, and that's kind of our challenge. Last time we did this, the youth group apparently raised $1,000. So we're trying to do it, uh, get some better result or whatever. Um, so yeah, today we're going to be talking about generosity. What does it mean to be generous? So let's pray. Father, um, just pray that you open up our hearts and our ears to your word. And you make some crazy promises like your word will always accomplish what it is meant to when it is spoken. um, That it never returns to you void. You promise to um, be here with us when we open up your word. Um, So we just want to hold you to that. Um, yeah, be with us tonight. Holy Spirit, please come. Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Hey, Aaron, sit on a regular chair. Silly goose. Thanks. Um, so we're going to talk about generosity. I want to start off by saying that, um, so my last name is Roman. 
what it meant to be a Roman growing up, among many things like going to church or having eight siblings, um, was that like one of the biggest things was that we were homeschooled. So all my siblings were homeschooled all the way up until college. I still have three siblings that are in middle and high school right now. Um, it's kind of weird. My parents just wanted to do that. And that's what it meant to be a Roman. And tonight we're going to ask, what does it mean to be God? Um, some of you might not believe in God. You don't care about him. You think he's irrelevant, and that's fine. Um, I hope you don't think that. But really, um, how you think about God is going to affect every decision. And you're going to say, you know, some that might be true. Some that's just like completely the most irrelevant thing you might hear tonight. Because um, you don't care or you don't think about him at all. And that kind of answers my question. Um, if you don't think about God, if you don't believe in him, you're just going to live for yourself. You're just going to do whatever you want. If you think that God is someone who's always um, looking for you to do stuff in order to get his approval, you're going to go through life always anxious and worried about what others think. If you think about God as this angry man in the clouds just waiting to strike you whenever you mess up, you're going to go through life with a great fear that you'll never be enough. And so tonight we're going to be talking about, um, yeah, what does it really mean to be God? So the big question is, or no, not the big question, but the big idea that I want to get across is that God is generous. And like, I don't mean like, oh, God likes to be generous. No, like just as much as God is everywhere and all powerful, the snap of a finger can just obliterate this entire galaxy. Just as powerful as he is, he is equally generous. And that is good, good news. So first point, point number one, God has always and will always be generous. Um, If you have your Bible, you can go to John 14. And Jesus um, pulls back the curtain a little bit about what it means to be God and what his relationship and how he is God. Um, And this first point might get a little technical and confusing, but bear with me. Um, But if you want to flip to John chapter 14, we're going to be reading verses 10 and 11. So there it is. Let me read it. So this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. And he says, don't you believe that I am in the father and that the father is in me? That the words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Uh, flip over to John chapter 17. Again, Jesus is speaking, and we're going to read John chapter 17, verse 21. And he says, I pray for all those who will believe in me, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Now, I've been thinking about kind of these chapters a lot. Just did a Sunday school class on this. Shout out Jackson for being in that class. And yeah. Richard. And Richard and Timothy. Yeah. What? Um, Addison. I'm sorry, Addison. You were missing half the time, so I just forgot. I missed the same amount as she did. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you guys are in there. But um, I've been thinking about this a lot. Like, what does it mean to be God? 
And in this, um, in these two verses, um, Jesus is pulling back the curtain and like showing us what God has always been and what he will always be. And he says that I am in the father and that the father is in me. So what is this saying about God? I think one of the main things it's saying is that God, that is the father and the son, and the Holy Spirit. So we believe in one God, three persons are always in each other. They're unified. They're always one. And the only analogy that really helps us kind of understand this is uh, marriage. So in Genesis 2, um, hey, Aaron, can you sit? Thanks. Um, So in Genesis 2, what does God say to Adam and Eve? They're supposed to become one flesh in marriage, in holy matrimony. They're supposed to be unified. They're supposed to be one. And how they accomplish this is actually by giving their whole selves, their emotions, their desires, their physicalness, their spirituality, like their whole being to themselves. They give it to each other. And then they become one flesh. And this is what Jesus is telling that um, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are. They, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say the sentence and it's going to sound weird. Bear with me. But God has always existed by giving himself to himself. God has always existed by giving himself to himself. I have an image. Maddie, can you? So, first off, what does that green thing look like? The Seven Rivers logo. Isn't that crazy? That's why I'm so excited. So, in that bottom left corner is a statement of our faith. It's one of the most important things about our faith, actually. We believe in one God existing in three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So, we believe in three persons, but they're not three gods, they're one God. How can this be? And this picture kind of illustrates... The way in which you see how uh, it's kind of whatever. But um, God the Father is always in the Son and is always pouring himself out to the Son. And God the Son is always pouring himself out to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is always pouring himself out to the Father and vice versa. Now, just bear with me. We have to get this because this is actually who God is in his very nature. Jesus is revealing something big. So, what does this have to do with generosity? Simply put, God is a God that has no need of withholding anything. Because he gives him his whole self all the time. Forever and ever. Before everything was created. And he will again until he comes back. Now, I hate sharing my food. I, um... This is bad. But, um... Me and my fiance, we went to this Thai place, and yeah, I know, I know. I got this entree. I got miso soup with it. She didn't. I I grew up with eight siblings, so if you didn't eat or if you shared your food, you weren't gonna eat anyway. So you didn't share. You like what you had is what you were gonna eat. And she just starts eating my miso soup, and I make a smart out comment. And we get in a fight, and it's just like, oh, there's this whole thing. And I, but it's really just because I didn't want to share. Um, I don't want to share with someone that I say that I love and that I want to marry, which is really bad. 
Um, but I make that to say that God isn't like that. God isn't withholding anything. He's not mad. He doesn't give us his grace or give us anything and just is angry with us or is like, oh, I guess I got to do that. Before everything, God has always been a giving God. He's always been generous. And this was without any of us. This was without a world, without stars and moon, without people, without animals. God has always been generous. And this is the first main big point. How do you think about God? Do you think that he's actually generous? That he has any level of love and grace? Do you think that he loves to give? I don't think we really believe that. But Jesus is telling us right now that that's how it's always been. And that's how it's always going to be. So what does this look like? That was kind of like abstract, really uh, hard to grasp. What does this kind of really look like? And simply put, the peak, the climax, the top revelation, the most revealing thing about God's generosity that happened was God giving up his own son. So if you want to turn again to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. Apostle Paul is writing in these two chapters um, about giving, giving money to support the mission. To, yeah, support the mission, support his ministry. And in the middle of those, he says this. He says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that although he was rich, for your sake he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. God did not withhold his son. What does it mean that God is a generous God? It means that although me and you are poor, we're beggars, we're the homeless person that's on the side of the road that we always drive by and just hope that we don't stop at the red light and they walk up to us and ask for money. That's us. Um, that's us. And God says, that's not, that's not right. I'm going to come down. Even though I have, I'm driving the Bugatti, I got the Lamborghini, I'm like, I'm the richest of I am rich. Like, richness only comes from me. But I'm going to give myself. I'm going to give my son so that you might become rich. This is the fullest revelation of God's generosity. Now, God's generous in other ways, too. He creates people. He creates beauty. He creates manatees and water and fishing and paddleboarding and hunting. Um... But the most glorious thing about God's generosity is that when we were poor, when we were a beggar, when we were weak, God himself became that for us. God became poor. God became that man that we hope we don't see at the red light and he comes up to us. God became that. God became the homeless. God became the beggar. He became our poverty to fill us up with his richness. God's generosity is not based on anything that we did, but it's because he loves to be generous and he's always been generous. Before anything, he was always a generous God. Again, in um, verse or um, in Philippians 2, 
from my favorite passages in all of Scripture. Philippians 2, verses 6 through 8. Paul is saying this about Jesus. He said, Who, that is Jesus, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. He made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. God loves giving. God is a giving God. He loves generosity. He can't help himself. He, yeah, he just can't. Um, I think we have a very narrow view of God, but God wants us to just expand our understanding of him and to really see the beauty that he became poor and humble and a servant, that he died and was humiliated on a cross so that you could become rich. This is the God that we serve. And so to the last point, so what does that mean for us? Our giving. And I want to make this um, last one by way of analogy. So me, Sam, Maddie, uh, Mikey, shout out Maddie. Uh, All the volunteers. That was a weak shout out for Maddie. I'm sorry, Maddie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All of us. All of us. All the volunteers. You know, we come up with games. We come up with food, worship songs, small group playing basketball with you, planning trips, how to get up a icy mountain on a two-wheel drive van with a bunch of annoying kids. Um, We do all this for a reason. We do it because we want you guys to see the beauty of Christ. We want you guys to see the gospel. But I want you to imagine that when you come in two weeks from now and we have fight night and whatever, we, you know, put in this work to do something fun with y'all, make a memory. I want you to just imagine that you came in and you didn't eat any of the food. You didn't talk to any of the people. You didn't um, play any basketball. You didn't, you just walked in and you're like, oh, this is, this is cool. And you, but you don't say, you don't do anything. You don't participate at all in the event. You don't participate in anything. That is kind of, that would be really weird. Would it not? You wouldn't play. Like, it would just be weird. You'd just be walking around. We'd be doing all this stuff for you, and you wouldn't be participating. You wouldn't be accepting the invitation to come and have fun and make a memory. Now, here's my point. God saves us. God makes us rich. God is generous to us. And to me and to you for a reason. It's not so that we can earn his love or his approval but it's that we can be who we truly are, who we were truly made to be. That we can be generous with our time, with our resources, with our money, with our mouth, with our lives, with how we talk. That instead of, you know, going on TikTok for 10 hours in a day, um, maybe for 10 minutes, you read and pray and are generous with your time with God. Or instead of playing video games, you listen to the annoying younger sibling um, for five minutes. And that brings God, like you're showing, like you're being like God in that. 
instead of playing video games, instead of scrolling on social media, instead of whatever, but you're generous. You're actually being like God. And you were made for something more. You were made in God's image. You were made to be his representation. And he's been generous to you for a reason. He doesn't want you to just take that and be prideful with it. Or he doesn't want, like, if you got a gift for Christmas or your birthday, and you're just like, oh, thanks, Mom and Dad. And he's just like, don't do anything with it. That'd be weird. God gave you a gift, and it's himself. And he wants you to be generous. He wants you to give your life over to him. Because this is what it means to be human. And this is what it means. Bless you. Sorry. <laughs> now you're good. Um, but this is what it means to be human. This is, what, this is our calling. Um, so, yeah, let's. Y'all know the. Um, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go be generous with our time and with our money. Um, let's rely on God's richness that he's given us in our poor and weak state. And let's go be generous. Let's go give our lives to God. Um, so yeah, let's pray. Father. Um,